What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 202, 202 episodes of pure, (laughs) unadulterated horror pleasure. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I would like to think that people enjoy what we do, but, you know, Christina doesn't. So (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm just here for a voice. Yeah. Uh, a great voice at that. Oh, thanks. You're oh, welcome. Yes, my you're God, welcome. My I didn't God. mean any of it. Thank you. Oh, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome back. We are here to talk about some new movies. That's brand right. New, brand new movies, pretty yeah. much. They just came out this week, actually. So, one from Shudder, which is called Spiral 2019. It uh, was at the festivals last year. That's why it's 2019, but it just released to us in 2020. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we also have another movie. Evil takes root from 2020. It was yeah, just well, released. Curse of the Batty Bat. Oh is yeah, the, is the it, subtitle. S- subtitle, yeah. Which uh, boy, we got a lot to say about that one. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, you guys are gonna love this. You're gonna love my nuts. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Don't. But anyway, guys. So we got two new movies. They're not. Well, they're kind of related in some regards. Like there's rituals in both of these movies. So I there's guess evil. Yeah, uh, that we coincidentally found uh, some sort of bond between them. But uh, quality wise, maybe a little different. So uh, right. <laughs> View only is directed by doctors, <laughs> which we are your horror doctors. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you doing? What's going on with you, Christina? I'm She's good. been decorating. I started ha- I started my Halloween tree. I haven't posted pictures yet. Yeah, it looks really cool. I need to get some more clown masks. We're going to get another mask. She she does... Uh, are we going to do it this year? Do you want to tell them what we do? What we try to do every year, but for the past three years, it's been up and down. Wait, what? We what do, do we like do? a <laughs> Halloween tree, a oh, Thanksgiving yeah. tree, yes, and then a Christmas tree. And a Christmas tree. tree. Well, I do like three Christmas trees. Yeah. And then, yeah, Halloween tree. I love... My Thanksgiving tree is my favorite. Really? Yeah. That's, that's weird. my... The yeah. Thanksgiving tree is my favorite tree. We did uh, one year where we did the don't breathe uh, tree where there was turkey basters all over Oh, every, every year. I just like add to it. But yes, well, you, you have to have turkey basters. If, if, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, my God, dude. That's so terrible in that movie. The it really don't breathe. Is. Oh, my God. But it's Christina's good because I can relate it to the tree. You got such great taste, Christina. Thanks, I try. <laughs> she was going to fill them with like gravy or something. Didn't you That's say something disgusting. like that? No. Okay. Why would I do that? That's disgusting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm getting carried away. <laughs> anyway. Squirt that gravy up your butt. Oh, my God. 
There's like hair on it. You, <laughs> you like okay, make stop. sure that there's hair on stop. it. Stop. <laughs> anyway, if you guys seen Don't Breathe, boy, you're in for a treat uh, if you haven't. So um, anyway. Yeah, so we've been we've been hanging around the house, watching a lot of HBO Max, man. I gotta say, like, I'm actually pretty impressed with their service, although I do find it a little bit expensive. Right. But you know what pisses me off we're, is we're having it, a hard time getting rid of it. Like, we we were gonna do it for like uh, to just the end of the Lovecraft Country's yeah, over. Because if you guys don't know, we do a Lovecraft Country every week on Tuesday on YouTube. Sometimes it's a little late in the evening uh, for some of you guys. But we do like if you've ever watched Lovecraft Country, you can follow along with us and we'll like break down some of the things that you might have missed in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you just had a really good interview. Yeah, I did. Actually, I was really happy about that. That was really cool. There's a new movie coming out, guys, if you haven't heard, called Fried Berry. And I'm not just saying that because like this guy wanted to do an interview with me. Uh, but like I genuinely am interested in this movie like this is about a fucking batshit crazy fucking heroin addict who is being abducted or has been abducted by aliens and being controlled by him and you're taking the ride on the wild fried berry train Mm -hmm. and I did an interview with Ryan Kruger so you should definitely check that out because I I have a feeling that a lot of you are going to be like oh have you seen this fried berry movie and you'll remember who told you to look out for it which is me and Ryan Kruger (laughs) who made it very cool guys so if you get a chance please do check that out and if uh, you've been wanting to watch Lovecraft Country like I just mentioned Check that out, too. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, you know what pisses me off about HBO Max is now they have a special for eleven ninety nine a month. I know. As soon as we did the yeah. fucking thing, I feel like canceling it and starting it up, but I don't think you can do that. We might be able to... Never mind. <laughs> oh, under a different account, I yeah. see. <laughs> Save a few bucks. You dirty little... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. I don't feel bad about that. That's corporate bullshit. You're going to throw out there and give it to everybody else? I think I deserve it when I fucking backed it. Right. Kind of early, you know? There's HBO Max is on the lower end of the thing because of the price, I think. If right. they were to do 12 as a regular standard price, I think people would more yeah buy on to it a little bit more because i mean we're i mean i'm watching doom patrol we got all these other shows that i was like oh man i never did get to see that like right like watchmen right like everything's on there and i'm like oh i just i think we're gonna hang on to it so well they're premium too remember like just in cable it's premium speaking of hbo max we've been watching raised by wolves have you guys been watching that shit dude that shit's nuts i'm really i'm enjoying that like more than lovecraft country i am a little bit too like yeah. I think it's just because it's a little bit more straightforward. Right. And it's a straightforward plot, you know. Right. That we don't really know why. Um we got a lot of theories on that show too. Yeah, and oh I their hair. Her hair. I want her hair. Annie Lennox hair. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes raised by wolves dancing <laughs> on my spaceship and birds. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got some movies to talk about, but I think it might be that time. Thank God. What time is it? Horse shot! So obviously we pick one of the movies that we do for the podcast each week to do a horror shot around. And so this week, we decided to pick one from the movie Spiral, which came out in 2019, although it's been just released this past week. And this one, you're going to love if you've seen the movie, because it's a Kayla Rita. 
and we can't say why. Yeah, we can't say why. It's a big spoiler, so it's you a just huge have to, spoiler. You have to so watch it. just have to watch it. But yeah, and if you do, you'll totally appreciate what the ingredients we made up for this. So, what's in a calorita? Well, you have shot of tequila, a shot of tequila. A drop yeah. of lime. A dollop of lime. No, it's not a dollop. Oh. That's like fucking sour cream. <laughs> That's right. <what> I... <laughs> and then uh, you... it's fucking a, a couple <laughs> drops of lime yeah, juice lime in juice. your shot, or a lime. And then uh, you smush up some raspberries or right. strawberries. We smushed up raspberries because I wanted raspberries. I didn't want strawberries. Yeah. And and then you, you shake rim. it up together. Yeah, you skirt. You skirt it. What are you Stir- doing? Are you talking? <laughs> I haven't even taken the shot yet. I can't speak. <laughs> I think you're like seven steps ahead of yourself in your mind. <laughs> I, you know? I am. I am. <laughs> Goddamn dyslexia. Anyway, so you smash up some raspberries. You mix it in with the lime and the tequila into another separate glass. And then you pour them out individually for each uh, shot. There should be some mushy shit at the bottom, which is the raspberries. And you want to adorn the top of your shot with salt rim and Gross. a single raspberry. And you should notice that it's very pulpy and bloody in the bottom there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Okay, you ready? ready to take it? Yeah, let's go. Did you? Wait, what the fuck did you just do? I ate the raspberry. Oh. <laughs> and I, I wiped off the salt because I don't like salt. Oh, okay. So I was wiping the salt off the room. All right. Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> I barely took it. <laughs> My little martini glass. We really need to be careful about... You got to smash those fucking bits down. Ours were really chunky. We didn't smash them enough. Well, I was trying to make it look chunky. Ooh, like, it's actually not that bad. I like it. it tastes good to me. It tastes good. Ugh, I just hate salt. Mm. Ooh, it's a sweet stuff right there. Ugh. Raspberries are so sweet and tart. Anyway, so if you would like... To take a Kalorita, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section right now. That's it for horror shots. Up next, we will dive into the ritualistic movies of 2019 and 2020 of Spiral from 2019 and Evil Takes Root from 2020. Right now. So we're going to go ahead and jump into, obviously, chronological order, and that would be Spiral, although I would have picked that movie first anyway. Right. Because I think that's the one that everybody's going to be more interested in. Mm-hmm. It's on Shudder. Everybody has Shudder. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, not everybody. Adam doesn't. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> um, so Spiral was actually released August 25th from Arrow Video at Fright Fest. And then picked up by Shudder sometime during that festival, I guess, probably. So the story is a same-sex couple moved to a small town so they can enjoy a better quality of life and raise their 16-year-old daughter with the best social values. But nothing is as seems in their picturesque neighborhood. And then when Malik sees the folks next door throwing a very strange party, something shocking has got to give. It's kind of a weird 
breakdown, isn't it? It is. I don't like it. Sounds a little too um, stereo instructions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No offense to anybody. I'm just saying. Now, this movie was directed by Curtis David Hardner, who is mostly a producer, but he's actually directed In Control and Cody Fitz. Some of his productions include Stillborn, Harpoon, Z, and What Keeps You Alive. So you can see he's kind of part of the Shutter family there a little bit. Or AMC family, I guess it would be, because Shutter's owned by AMC, I'm oh, pretty are sure. They? Yeah. I don't remember. It's also written by Colin Minahan, who is in the Grave Encounters movies. He's one of the people that created that. Mm-hmm. What keeps you alive? It stains the sands red, which is another I love movie. that movie. I know we gotta watch that again. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I see keep seeing that pop up when we do movies. So He also did uh, writing for Extraterrestrial, and he's working on the upcoming Urban Legend movie. We also got writer John Poliquin, who has directed Grave Encounters Part 2. He's worked on writing and direction and production, and he was an executive producer on Stillborn and is writing for a movie called Room 203, which is coming out soon. That movie looks good. Yeah. Uh, We got some of the cast here is Jeffrey Bowyer Chapman who plays Malik. He got a start on MTV Select TV show as an actor and wasn't originally a model. I'll get more into that in the trivia. But he's also been in American Horror Story as Andre Stevens. In Apocalypse. Was he in Apocalypse? It was Apocalypse, yeah. Oh, okay. I think he was in the, also the 1981 version, oh, too. 84? Yeah. He was also in a show called Unreal, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, Dirty Grandpa, Stray, Dear Mr. Gacy, Stargate Universe, which is a big one. He was also uh, in Grave Encounters 2 as a vlogger and many more. He's Grave actually en- pretty good. I like him. Grave, en- Counters, Grave Encounters is like all over this. Right. That's the whole part of the same group right. that all started. They've, they've kind of had this big group, and I'll get into more of that in the trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari Cohen stars in this movie as Aaron. He was in It 1 and 2. He was in It as Rabbi Yuris and as Stanley's dad in part 2. He was also in Bruiser, Smallville, My Babysitter's a Vampire, Molly's Game, and also a TV show called Rising Sons. It also stars Jennifer Laporte, who plays Kayla, she was in a Freaky Friday remake in 2018. Web of Dreams, iZombie Appearance, West of Hell, and Klinger. Also stars Lachlan Monroe, who was known as Marshall in the movie. He's been in a ton of movies, especially comedies. You guys probably have seen him in. I always remember him for two movies in particular right off the bat. Dead Man on Campus, who they keep trying to kill the whole movie. And Scary Movie with the whole baby penis joke. Guy, horrible, horrible. yeah, what a what a what a great career <laughs> to be remembered under. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome, Lachlan. <laughs> but no, I like him. He's actually been in a ton. He's been in Patrick Dempsey movie called Run from 1991, which is a really good movie. And if you get a chance, I think it's up on Amazon Prime. It's a thriller sort of action movie comedy. It's not a comedy really, but it has moments that are funny. Um, also, he was in Needful Things, Little Man, The Benchwarmers, The Tooth Fairy, Dance Flick, Kid Cannabis, Broil, Dead Voices, and more. It also stars Shonda West, who plays Tiffany, who was his wife in the movie. She was most popular for White Noise with Kevin Bacon, The Salton Sea, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, Z, which is another Shutter release, Night Terrors, Puppet Master 4 and 5, NYPD Blue, The Tooth Fairy, Badland, and more. Also has Ty Wood, who plays Tyler in the movie. 
He's the boy love interest. He was in The Lazarus Project, which is a movie I would really like to cover with uh, another The Banshee chapter or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Those always remind me of each other. He was also in The Haunting in Connecticut, Beverly Hills 90210, like the new show that's out, I guess. Oh, the reboot? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. 2018. Yeah. He's also in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So he's actually coming up pretty good. Mm -hmm. There was no budget on this movie, so I don't know how much it was made for. And uh, I just know that Shudder picked it up, made it one of their originals. So, Mm -hmm. Christina, what did you think of this fine film and how did you hear about it? Well, I heard about it because Shudder released it. Right. But did you really <laughs> um, know about it till recently? Well, no, we, we did watch the trailer and I was interested. It okay. looked interesting. But it is a slow burn movie. Sure. And I don't like slow burn movies. So let me just make that clear because, you know, it, you shouldn't listen to me if, you know, you like slow burn movies because I'm very passionate. Well, not I, I think like everybody has their own movies. points. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying. Um, the acting was incredible. It was in, it was believable. I really yeah. liked all the actors. Agreed. I liked the concept, but I felt it was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how it took place in 1995 because that's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I love my, that's That was my high school days, so I liked the 90s. That was my yeah high school reunion. Reunion? Well, high school how graduation. <laughs> that was my graduation. Oh, that was your graduation yeah. was 95? Yeah. Nice. Just for you young kids out there who think I'm fucking young as shit. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> you're no longer fans. I like the visual aesthetics, especially the cult shit. Um, but I felt it was lacking in the cult stuff. I wanted more cult stuff. There wasn't enough cult stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, the ending was not satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, terrible, but it was... No, but it left me with a shit ton of questions. Right. Like, I wanted to know what was... And I honestly, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, I don't understand... They didn't bring the title. It's called Spiral. I don't... There there was only a few references to this spiral thing, mm-hmm. which... I think it's circular. We'll, we'll get into it in the spoilers. Okay. I have some theories. Well, I, I don't think they portrayed that well. Right. Okay. In my opinion. Maybe I missed it because I was bored. <laughs> with the slow bird. Okay. Um, I do... Disrespectful, by the way. Oh, what? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, this is going to sound weird. I'm going to try to explain this thought I have. Oh, God. You so, kind of mentioned this to me earlier. So, <laughs> I, you know, I like to compare movies like how they make me feel, especially if they're lacking something. And for some reason, this movie makes me think of The Void. Now, I really like The Void. Um, I thought it was really good. And it also, it was like a cult movie. Trapes carefully, woman. I am. <laughs> um, but a lot of people had a problem with The Void. I remember yeah. the reviews and stuff because of the storyline. It was kind of all over the place. It didn't really make sense and didn't have answers. Right. Mm-hmm. So I felt like... It's it's just weird. Like I don't know why I keep comp- I keep thinking of this these two movies mm-hmm. together where it was like I, I don't think it's similar one, in a lot of ways. So don't get your hopes up or yeah, oh, be not. let down depending on how you feel, guys. I'm just trying, and I'm just trying to explain myself. Like the, for some reason, this made me spiral. Made me think of the void. Yeah, I, I can did, see it because it doesn't it, answer a lot of questions. Right. Well, y- yeah, but it's, that's it, it, it's like almost it's almost like flip flop though. Okay. Like, The Void was very, like, go, 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 you know, get it done, where this one really wasn't, you know. Anyway, so I gave this movie a 6 out of 10. 
I might watch it again just to see if I missed something. Okay. I might own this movie. I might want to buy this movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I wasn't really into I won't go out of my way to watch this movie. Okay. Fair That's, enough. That's one of those ones that you probably like see and go, well, I don't remember it too bad poorly. Let's watch it right. again. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Exactly. And what do you think? Well, Spiral is definitely one of those really tense and somewhat eerie looks at a lot of things. There's a direction that they try to push you into and categorize it as um, way early on in the movie. And you think you know what it's going to be, but you probably won't. Like Christina said, it doesn't really answer too many questions. And it kind of is like a little unsatisfactory in that regard. But a a same-sex family moves into a home in the suburbs in 1995 and the neighbors are being weird, but I guarantee you, you're not going to suspect what it really is about, even though they kind of put the bait out in front of you right away. It'll appeal to people who sort of like get out, I think, in some regards, but not exactly. Not as good. Yeah, but it's obviously not the same story. It just feels a lot a familiar sort of elephant in the room kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That vibe that you get when you know something's wrong, but you can't pinpoint it and you are too courteous to say otherwise. (laughs) You notice that? Like, yeah, it's funny how like our courtesy gets us into trouble. I like when movies sort of prey on that a little bit, right? Like how our manners can be used against us. I think that's an, an interesting dynamic. It definitely is a movie that I felt. And I mean, like thick, unease and tension so there's that in there which can be really conflicting for me to feel because on one end i'm like wow not many movies make me feel this way but on the other hand it kind of blinds me because i'm like oh i'm getting that body buzz right which doesn't necessarily mean that the story's great it just means that they're really good at dragging it out and doing a good job of making you curious because you like slow birds. <laughs> right. And there's been movies, which I won't say what they are. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I won't say. Uh, anyway, but after all, you know, how many movies do you know that make you, you know, command your attention, make you feel something? So there is something of value here. The acting is really good, well above average. It's shot really well, too. It's a, it's really nice to see a movie like this, to be honest, because it doesn't really make it this taboo thing, too, about being, you know, gay in the very beginning or anything like that. Right. It slowly kind of plays with that. I won't say how. Um, and it makes you almost question whether other people's biases at, at, at the same time. So, like, what what our own perceived biases that we think other people might have versus what they do or do not. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, just make sure I'm trying to be clear here without, like, traipsing over the... The plot. Yeah, the plot yeah. so that it doesn't ruin it for anybody. The story starts like most movies, I think, that are very similar to this. It has a very familiar kind of like, oh, I've been there before, but this is different because they replaced it with the same sex couple. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Which yeah. in in some ways is kind of like, uh, why? But in other ways, I actually liked it. I think it made it better. I think it made it better, too. Like, I knew from the start that it wasn't going to be the movie that we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had this feeling because they were pushing us into this familiarity of this setting and scenery that we've seen before in other thrillers and horror movies and things like that. And, you know, it just it's a thriller with elements of horror in it. Mm-hmm. I won't say any more than that. Uh, they definitely have kind of evolved in the thriller spe- spectrum now. So they know how to fuck with you with familiarity. Mm-hmm. It's still try to make it original. However, the twists in this don't 100 percent live up to the hype this movie builds. 
And I don't mean the hype the movie has before you've seen it. I mean, during the movie that you're actually watching Mm -hmm. because it builds up a lot. So while it does do something different by the end, it felt a little too quickly twisted in some regards and didn't really explain too much. So, you know, the movie does a good job of distracting you from what you find out by the end. Mm -hmm. And it preys on your instincts of what you may perceive things to be, which is kind of interesting and kind of, you know, that's some secondhand like lateral thinking, you know, to make you to take the direction of the mind of the viewer in one way while secretly doing something underneath. Mm -hmm. So, but even though it is somewhat clever, you know, I thought it was going to be way more clever than I, than it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was taking notes like Sherlock fucking Holmes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I was ready for this. I was like, all right, I know what you're doing here. Yeah, I know what you're doing. And it's none of it. It was pointless. By the time I was done, I was like, why did I take fucking notes? (laughs) Like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but the big reveal is pretty tragic and it's pretty sad pretty shocking however i'm not 100 percent sure if i liked where it took me mm. even though it curb stomped my initial ideas and made me write all that ridiculous shit down for no reason <laughs> i'd say this is definitely a good movie a decent movie probably more so with twists that will be up in the air for those who watch it so you may think of the twist to be good but i think more people are going to like feel like they got duped a little bit Mm-hmm. in this movie so and maybe you'll be less or more dissatisfied than i was uh by the end of this movie but i don't know maybe i'm just hoping for something a little bit more dark than it was but it is a decent film you should try it out and if you have the service of course watch it it's it's at least worth a watch if if not for the story at least for the vibes and i would say because of that i would give this movie a 7 probably a 7 is more accurate because of the acting and there are good things in it mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me to judge and i would like to see more movies like this where I, they yeah. where they kind of normalize that stuff instead of like make it so taboo all the time you know like it bothered me 0% whatsoever right not that i'm the kind of person that would be but i'm just saying it, it really did a great job Right. In a lot of aspects, but just didn't hit the landing. Mm -hmm. It just barely missed greatness or Mm -hmm. goodness. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's up in the air. I I feel like seven is a fair, fair number. So you agree or you said six. I said six. And that's pretty good for you for slow burns because. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like slow burns, but this one, it just, it gave me the buzz. Just didn't take me where I wanted. Right. I swear it was just lacking. It was just lacking. Which is kind of interesting because (laughs) I'm just, I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny. Please continue. (laughs) Have you guys seen this movie yet? I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Do you agree with us? Any of us? Um, Do you think it's better than we stated? I think we're pretty fair about these kind of movies and uh, you know, they can't all be bangers and seven isn't really that bad. Six isn't really even that bad as far as movies go, Mm -mm. in my opinion. So this is the director's first time shooting a horror film. So Hmm, good job. Not bad for doing vibe. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was up to some of the editing. Maybe the editing kind of helped with that too. You know what? They did a good job of making you think he was crazy or not too. Right. Well, and they did a good job on the music and the Mm -hmm. setting and the time frame that it was taking place in, which was pretty nice Mm -hmm. to kind of think back. But it all makes sense by the end of the movie. So right. But yeah, so we do have some trivia on this movie, and it's not very much because it's a brand new movie and it's hard to find stuff on it. 
there really wasn't that many interviews I found on these uh, on these movies being made, but I did find a couple. Um, the director actually helped edit Extraterrestrial and then became friends with everyone who did the Grave Encounters thing. This is the whole family oh, that we were talking about. That makes sense. Yeah, they sort of work together on everything now and just kind of dole out where they think it would be best exercise. Like Colin and uh, John... Mm-hmm. work on they sort of like kind of write these things and then like oh we could use that here or here and they produce and they've made their own you know sort of business kind of doing that and it's a i think it's a good model i think they're not bad producers and shit you know mm-hmm. but this one was also shot in calgary alberta canada in 22 days oh wow yeah jeffrey uh bow bowyer bowyer chapman also began his career as an international model I mentioned previously. He actually modeled for American Apparel and Levi's. Jeans. Yeah. Plus, in 2016, he created the Brahman Garcia Braun BGB scholarship in his name. Oh, that's cool. Which is awarded to LGBTQ uh, actors of color who, with a fierce desire to explore and express what is unique about them through their acting and their leadership and generosity to, to use their talent to change the industry's often limited perception of humanity. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I'm kind of glad to see some of that. A lot of people are like, oh, God, why do they try to force it down my throat? It's like, calm down, dude. Oh, my gosh. So I don't stupid. understand I that. I don't either. <laughs> like, it's a story. I don't care if it's uh, who's in it. If the story's right. good, it doesn't matter. Well, it's not just that. All it is, it's, it's someone other. It's somebody else's perspective. No one's shoving it down your fuck face. Yeah, I know. Like, like, how many movies do you have where you don't have to feel that way? Right. <laughs> well, for every movie that there is of that, then you, there's a movie for you. I don't know, whatever. Exactly. People are, people just, are weird. People are just stupid. It's, that's stupid. Sorry. I don't know. Stupid. I thought I found it refreshing. It kind of made me feel like, especially in the beginning of this movie, this movie is very familiar. It feels like it's been there, done that, right? Right. So seeing this aspect kind of made it feel a little bit more fresh mm-hmm. on a familiar take. Right. So that's why I kind of liked it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely was not in this. We're in the spoiler scenes and everything like that now, by the way, guys. So oh, if you don't God. want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Um, But yeah, he uh, I think Malik did a good job with the guy who played him. Um, Jeffrey Bowyer Chapman did a really good job in this role. Totally. I thought Aaron did a really good job in the uh, why are you going crazy role? Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Which is annoying he, because it's easy to hate his character because it's like, dude, why don't you trust the person you love? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, if you me gotta and, listen to them. Like, if shit was going wrong with me and you, would you believe me? Yeah, I would. Would you? Or would you go, oh, it's one of his, <laughs> you know, he just oh, got... it was the cat. The cat was just scratching the bed. His girlfriend <laughs> was murdered by a bunch of fucking white thugs, so... He's probably living it up in his mind again. <laughs> like, you know, you, you wouldn't do that, right? Right. I mean, I think they do a pretty decent job of of playing that, though, because, like, the, the same-sex couple was very believable. Like, they were really good together, very dynamic, very loving. You could feel that it, it, yeah, you totally it felt could. like a real relationship. It really did. And the daughter, actually, in the mix of that, was also really good with them, too. Like, mm-hmm. the three of them did really good yeah, together. Yeah, they, like they were a family union. It was, right. It, it didn't feel awkward or forced. No. Like some, you know, some movies are. And that was, like, the really cool thing about this movie, where it really nosedived, is where it tried to get a little too tricky. Because the whole time you're thinking, oh, 
oh, it's because he's gay. They don't like gay people. It's 1995. Right. And I'm like, was it that way back in 95? Yes. I don't remember that specifically. I do. I had a lot of friends who were. Mm -hmm. So maybe I had a different perspective. Yeah, but didn't you ever witness your friends? Because I I had a lot of gay friends. Yes. The the F-bomb was dropped a lot back in those days. And the attacks on them. That's true. Yeah, there was a lot of the slur usage. And I mean they still they were weren't allowed to get married. They were still fighting for their rights, like employment rights and shit. Well, plus I grew up with it in my family, so it was like right. I, it was no big deal to me. Right. But, you know, I was kind of blinded by my own perspective. Right. Exactly. So, but yes, it did happen and I yeah. saw a lot of people who I was like, "Why would you be that way?" Like, you know, back in those days. So right. it's, it's kind of interesting to think back to 95 because... Exactly. And how so much has changed. Right. It's interesting because normally movies go back to the 80s because that's it's always about the 80s. Well, now we've kind of evolved into the 90s again. N- no, it's because people are growing up and they always go to... So now all their the childhood. kids, yeah. it's, it's their parents' childhood. Right, right. Just like when we were teenagers, it was, it was the, the 80s. 70s. It was the seventies. Not for se- I don't remember the seventies. You kidding me? I did, this are you kidding me? The fat, the fashion. Then I would wear bell bottoms. I remember and- the eighties. I don't remember the seventies. I was three years no, old. No, you know I, what meant, I mean, like I meant in the nineties, they reverted back to the seventies. Oh, I got gotcha, it. Was gotcha, our gotcha. parents' era? Right, because they 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 did Dazed and Confused and shit like that. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why right now it's it's in the nineties. And then in well, the eighties has has seemed like I think because of the way movies were done in the eighties, though, I think it's had a longer thirty-year run with like eighties nostalgia. I agree because there was so much. There really is, and it's it's one of the bigger booms. Like where the seventies is kind of like meh, you know. Like I'm not saying that it wasn't significant, but maybe they had their seventies things, you know, right, right, from the eighties and nineties and you know two thousands and stuff like that, right. But yeah, I feel like the eighties is dragged on, and a lot of people are like eighties fatigued and that are younger. You know what I mean? Well, if you're young and you hate the eighties, I just hate you. I just want you to know. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Like seriously, you do. I don't think that everything was perfect in the eighties. No, far from it. But movie wise, that's like oh yeah, that's like that's your jam. Yeah, like that's that's where I have an orgasm. The nineties so, is my jam. Right. We should watch Scream. It's still kinda Alice won't watch in the 90s I'm kinda like more open to now. Like it's like it's like a time where I was a younger kid that a lot had changed for me, good mm-hmm. and bad, a lot of bad too for me as well. So I almost kinda like don't admire the nineties for some oh, reason. Oh, okay. So it's a little weirder for me. Your innocence was kind of starting to get lost. Right. Well, I didn't really, I don't think, you know, I think you always remember when, before you realize that you're not somebody who you think you are. And you always remember mm-hmm. when you come out of that and actually realize who you really are kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in between nineties was kind of like that all over the place kind of thing. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. I don't anyway. know what I'm getting at. But yeah, the 90s is interesting in this movie. I thought it was a nice touch. Because mm-hmm. like right in the beginning, they show you right away that Malik's in the car. A younger version of Malik is in the car with his boyfriend who has the same look as mm-hmm. the neighbor kid, the, the new house that they move in. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the same guy? No, I'm telling you, it's just because it's a white kid. <laughs> like, they all, all look like, the same, yeah. White kids, brunette hair, all look the same. <laughs> well, he just almost kind of looked like the same actor was playing that character. I don't think so, but... Ian or whatever, wasn't it? Liam. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know, but it looked like him. So maybe they were trying to find someone that looked like him so that he can have the trigger memories or whatever. But yeah, they flash back. He gets Malik is fucking upset because they kill his boyfriend who they were making out on the back of the car at a drive-in theater or whatever. Mm -hmm. And these white dudes like right off. Pretty tragic. Uh, but they move into this new house with their family and you get to know their family and everything seems really nice. You know, like everything seems to be like a really good family unit, like very mm -hmm. like everything is functional. <laughs> and you can tell that this was actually a better move for their family to be in the suburbs with this because they didn't have to worry about, I don't know, city life, I guess. They just wanted to go. The hustle and bustle. Right. And that's when things start getting weird. <laughs> Where neighbors start coming over unannounced or... Right announced and old people just start staring at their house their reactions towards mm -hmm. them when they're you know it's like typical oh you're one of those yeah <laughs> well, we don't have many of them here we don't have many of you here we don't <laughs> and you can see malik like some of his acting there is kind of like very predatory right. which i love right because it's just like you know like you would see and he puts his arm around Aaron like right. mine, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just love that little touch. Like they do uh -huh. have some really good moments in like that in this movie. Right. But I think where Malik starts to lose it a little bit more, it's like you become a little bit more confused as to how you feel about Malik. Uh-huh. And I think that it's kind of unfair to his character in a way because it's leading you down the path of, oh, he's gay. That's why they're out to get him. There's this, right. this thing. Well, I mean... That really was why. <laughs> yeah, but but it, but it wasn't. They were just using him as they didn't care that he was gay ever. Well, not once well, no, by the end of the movie. But still, they were using him because he was gay. So right. it was because he was gay. Because they were persecuted by society. And so he could use so that they could as get a, away with things. for their ritual, for their stupid son who eats people. Whatever the fuck that was about. <laughs> like, see, again, like, I don't understand when Malik was it went to the neighbor's house and saw the book with the spiral on it. And right. then I think again, as it just well, they saw he saw the why. picture of their son. Right. He's like, obviously, you have a strong lineage. Right. You know, he's like, that's from 1834 or whatever. He's like, I've been studying my lineage. Mm -hmm. Marshall, the neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's another thing is like fucking Malik's character is like fucking snooping around in other people's shit. <laughs> right. And it's a really uncomfortable feeling. It like, really is. It's awkward. It kind of adds to it. You don't want it. him to get caught. Right. Like, and cause then you're you like, like what Malik. the fuck are you doing, dude? Like. And they keep flashing back to this moment where he had his boyfriend, you know, beat with a bat till he was dead mm -hmm. to try to like compound the, oh, well, this is why he's doing it. Right. And maybe he's crazy and you guys just think it's because the neighbors think he's gay. Right. And he or the neighbors know he's gay. Because of it. So he, you know, he can't, he doesn't trust right. anybody. Which is kind of cool, but I don't think it was dealt with as perfectly as it could have been. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like they should have, they should have done something else besides doing that felt a little lackluster in that department but they then should have pushed they should have pushed the other side of it more well then they got the fucking reveal which you find out like and then you're like oh that's why he didn't want to have sex with her because she was a virgin right the neighbor boy yeah because he wanted to eat her he didn't want to pop her cherry he wanted to fucking eat her right but why first of all why in the fuck do all the neighbors give a fuck about tyler I see. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's too many questions. There's too Why many people that would give a like, 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 do you know how hard it is to get a cult started? 
And then, like, you got to get people that don't know each other very well. You know what I mean? Right, but obviously this cult, this thing has been around, vampire or whatever, has been around for a long time. So I'm like, so do they need to keep this guy fed to keep them young? Or, or from dying or yeah, something? Like, maybe he'll immortal? kill everybody? Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. But I don't know, because they didn't explain shit. They, get, they, this, uh, they have this scene where, um, uh, what's her name's working out to a workout video. And then she opens up the curtain. She sees Tyler with some other girl. And she's like, let's go fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And then every time her Malik's like, I don't like you hanging out with him. Or Aaron is saying that to her. She's uh-huh. like automatically ready to fuck him. And right. it's like, dude, girl, Kayla, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean what she's doing? She's a freaking 17 year old girl. I guess. She just wanted to lose her virginity, yeah, I guess. she wanted to get it over with. Yeah. Lots of girls are like that. I guess. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird that, like, this is, like, instantaneous. As soon as she sees him out with that girl, the next scene is I her. I get him. Yeah, <laughs> I got to get him. I got to get a taste of that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to lock it down. Yeah. I got to lock it down. So he's like, they're about to have sex, and he's like, oh, no, no. Oh, you're a virgin. I want to make it special. I want to make it special. Uh, we got to make it special. Yeah, and you're just thinking this is like subplot, but really it's the main plot of the movie. Right, that's exactly what I thought it was. I didn't even write those scenes with her down. Right. I was like, oh, okay, well, this doesn't have anything to do with anything. And then we get the, you know, you know, Malik shoots fucking what's his name in the chest. But I guess that they're they're here. Okay, so this fills in the gap or questions about staying young. They all are staying young. And immortal. And immortal from this because he got shot in the chest. By right. Malik. Couple times, right? I think he just shot him once. Oh. And then Malik goes to prison and then he comes in to the prison and right. he just like explains it all. And they had this like couple of scenes which were really kind of cool where like Malik was in the hotel when Aaron kicked him out because he found the pictures of of Matthew, the neighbor's kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like solving the puzzle of the spiral and all these dates that coincide 10 years apart. And then there were lesbians that were killed 10 yeah. years earlier. They added ghosts in it for a minute, which made no yeah, sense. Yeah, a ghost who's who's bringing you VHS cassettes yeah, which to watch. Is, yeah, I know, which is totally fucking like... <laughs> the ring. The ring. She totally looked like... Yeah, they totally made her look like that, too. Well, I thought like, she looked cool. I wasn't... I had any problem. Oh, yeah, she did look cool, but I was like, eh, you could have, you know... I always have issue with like how they do dead people or ghosts in movies. Right. Like, and that I don't think was a bad job, but right. it was pretty obligatory, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> like all these breadcrumbs that we're supposed to be following, it's like, oh, well, he was just crazy, guys. We made you believe it. Yeah. And it was like, I think it would have been way more interesting to just follow him like this typical way. Right. Instead of changing the whole story around to have this like twist. Right. You know what I mean? And then the twist was like so quick that it was like. Yeah, you, could, you would have missed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost like, well, fuck, dude, what the fuck? You told me we were going to a birthday party. Now we're at a strip club for your dad. Like what? <laughs> That's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like they like, hey, we're going to Disneyland. and They take you down to a fucking abandoned park. <laughs> Right. That's been fucking rusted over and there's dead kids laying around and stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's not that bad. Right. It's I not liked that bad the movie. I just, twist. I don't know. I felt like 
it I, tricked me a little too I, much. Yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more explanation. I, I didn't want him to be crazy because he was I know. I liked Malik, too. Yeah. So it was kind of hard. Like, kind of made me mad that they treated him and that the, way. Yeah, and then why does he... Ca- he kept talking to his dead boyfriend. Like, that... I Which I like, called from the beginning, oh, yeah, by the way. Totally I was did. like, I bet you he's not even alive. Like, he... he they sh- I felt like they shouldn't have done that at all. Like, that was kind of silly. But the, again, they were just trying to make you think he was crazy. What did you think of the big reveal with Kayla, which we named our fucking shots? Dude, you know what's funny? Like, <laughs> Kayla it, Rita. it wasn't him eating her. It was the dad's face. What? Like, he was like... Excited. He wasn't excited. He was terrified. Oh, I think you meant... I, I'm thinking of Tiffany. She was like, no. isn't it beautiful? No. Yeah. See, like, he started backing up, yeah. but she said that. That was like, a really good that acting was spot. A good, that was a good scene. Right oh, there. my God. <laughs> you know, like, like, what would you do? Right. And, like, really how good. dark is it that she comes up behind him, like, isn't oh, my God, beautiful? isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Dude, if I was him, Aaron, that's his name, right? The dad? If I was him, I would have been like, like, okay. Start punching Tiffany in the face? No, no. I would have been like, okay, she's obviously dead. How do I get into this cult? <laughs> what? You would not. <laughs> I don't want to die. How I would have fucking elbowed cult? the mom in the face. She's like on the right side of him. Isn't it beautiful? Bitch, motherfucker. Yeah, Just but... break her nose and snap her neck and then take the fucking kid and throw him out the fucking window. <laughs> I would have gone ape shit, dude. Right. There would have been, it would have been instant tragedy to fucking anger like instantly <laughs> right. i would have been on a fucking rampage right. right then and there so i i don't know it was a good scene but it was nice and surprising but it was like and I, and just tyler sitting shocking. on the edge of the bed like licking his fingers like an idiot yeah like man these chicken fingers are good <laughs> i got my chicken nuggies i got my kayla nuggies <laughs> I don't know. It was a little bit of a disappointment, though. But I do got to give it props for the fucking tension that it made me yeah, feel. Yeah. And, I, and that is not easy to do. That is not in every movie. It was just kind of like a half orgasm. Right. <laughs> but again, so what What does a spiral mean? Um, well, I was thinking because every 10 years they have to kill somebody in order to stay young, right? The neighbors included. And which that's is, the fucking spiral? No, you're just you're spiraling in some direction. It's a 10 year gap in between. So it doesn't have to mean up or down. It can also mean linear. So it <sighs> it's stupid. you're re- <laughs> it's like a traditional thing. So like this, okay. if you were to put a spiral on a piece of paper and you would draw past and future on so you'll past on the left, future on the right and then draw a spiral. Right. Every 10 years that spiral hits See what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, technically, it would be a circle. No, because it wouldn't hit every ten years. You got to go every ten years. Yeah, it would be because well, half circle. So you you go. Well, you got Da Vinci. You got Da Vinci, which is you know the spiral, the fucking pi symbol, Fibonacci sequence. Okay, now we're getting into math, and I don't. I just lost interest. Well, there's just a lot of like <laughs> spirals in that in in that history. Oh, okay. That's why I'm saying that. Okay. It was in pi. It was in fucking like. Right. Are you excited for the saw spiral? I wonder uh, if that's gonna be spirally like this. Like, yeah. Is it gonna be spirally? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but Chris Rock is in it. I, that doesn't mean shit. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing more serious roles. So that's good. Right. And oh, maybe maybe they're, maybe they're trying to pick somebody in that role in order to have something tragic happen to them by the end of the movie. Right. So that's why they that's picked someone like happen. him, you know. And he's in Fargo. He's in the new season of Fargo. That's what I heard. He was, yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting. I already saw the promos. That's for what I was talking stuff. about when he, yeah, when he serious roles. doing serious roles. That's a good shit. show. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Right. So we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about next, and that is Evil Takes Root from 2020. 2020, yeah. The wonderful Curse mo- of the Batty Bat. Oh, I keep forgetting that. A paranormal investigator arrives in a sleepy Midwest town to investigate the mysterious loss of his old lover and reconcile sins of the past. He discovers she fell victim to the Batibat, an ancient evil that followed her home from the Philippines. He was a paranormal investigator? (laughs) 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 I just realized that. Okay. Uh, This movie was directed by Chris Freeman. He's directed... Mirror Image from 2017. Mm-hmm. He also has a movie called Beast Mode. That that's coming out. That's coming out yeah. in 2020. Chris F- Freeman also wrote this movie with Aaron Mack. And Aaron Mack has uh, written a movie called Sex For You. Mm-hmm. Sex For You Soul um, from t- uh, 2005. This movie stars Nicholas Gonzalez, who plays Felix. Uh, he was in Narcos. The show on Netflix and The Good Doctor. Shane Kerrigan, who plays Dr. Thane Knowles, the father mm-hmm. and the husband. He was in Ford versus Ferrari. You also forgot he was uh, Felix, by the way. He was also in The Purge Anarchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention it. He's one of those more seasoned actors, by the way. Mm-hmm. But Sean Kerrigan is the one that I had the issue with in this movie. Right. Me yeah. too. Um, Stevie Lynn Jones, who plays Sarah... She was in the Light as a Feather show on Hulu. Mm, oh, I, I remember that briefly, yeah. And she was also she's also in Shameless. Uh John Church, who plays the sheriff. Uh he was also in Light as a Feather. And Shameless. I and think, Shameless. Yeah. yeah. I had to actually go back and double check. I wasn't on the wrong person. Probably the production team that does it. They yeah, hired a lot of the people. Mm-hmm. Um agency. Ab- oh. Ab- you want me to say it? <laughs> Can you please say his first name? Yeah, Adutoko Kumbo McCormick. McCormick. He plays the father, like the priest father. He was in Blood Diamond. He played Yemi in Lost. Because- oh, he was in Blood Diamond. Yeah, he was in Blood Diamond. That was a good movie. Yeah, I like that movie. movie. But he did. He played Yemi in Lost, you know, the TV show. He also did the voice of Isaac in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And he was also in the OA. And did you mention that he was the, the priest in this movie called Alawali? I did not say Alawali, but I yeah. said he was father, you know, the priest. You conveniently skipped over that. I always, I just thought it was an interesting name when they said it in the movie. It That's why I say. It is an interesting name. Okay. All right. Let's hear your thoughts on this. Oh, man. Whoo, Christina. <laughs> the trailer looks so much better than this movie, but it's not as bad as it looks. So let me get to the points here. I honestly didn't think the trailer seemed all that bad, and I didn't think it was going to be amazing, but sometimes you kind of find one of those gems that's kind of like passable, Mm -hmm. that'll be an easy six or a seven, 
no problem, you know? So it kind of pays to take a little risk here and there to watch some of these movies sometimes, Which just on a whim. Which is exactly what we do all the time. That's the spirit <laughs> of fucking watching horror movies, man. If you're a fucking rabid horror fan, you are going to watch movies that you wouldn't normally watch because you just are fiending to find that one movie that no one ever saw that you can be like, look, guys, look! And you it know? makes you appreciate things more. Right. Plus, you should be supporting independent, especially. Especially. But is this one good? <laughs> Not really. At times, I felt like I was watching a TBS Exorcist movie, like a major network television. TV you know? show. TV show, it was, yeah. It's, yeah, TV It show. had a very, very TV show, like, mainstream kind of feel to it. Right. Maybe like sci-fi almost, too. Like CW shows. Yes, that that's a good point, yeah. Or like Lifetime or something, I don't know. Other times I thought I was watching an S-Big film, you know, because we were kind of laughing and making fun of it by the end of the movie. Yeah, we were. But I don't think it's as so bad as good as like most. This would be very low on that scale. At the, I think it was the third act that we just kind of let go and just started saying, fuck it. Turn it into a fucking so bad it's good movie. Right. Because we were just tired. <laughs> it's exhausting. People like demonic movies, so they always try to do some new one. And this is an example of a Filipino legend, I guess, called the Batty Bat. And only I would much rather the country who made this make it <laughs> than TBS, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. They may have treated it a little better, but. How do I know? I've never heard of the fucking Batty Bat anyway. So, right. Uh, some of the characters were really over the top. Some are really not worth getting to know. The main girl is so quickly turned into this possessed demon kind of thing. Spoiler alert. Really, not really. Uh, they make it very apparent off the very bat. Right. Um, that you, you don't even feel bad for her character at all. Like her dad, who's like a redneck surgeon who apparently drinks all the time and has a bad attitude with just about anyone. And oh, yeah, he's an eye surgeon. Like what? Right. <laughs> it's a little unbelievable. I don't know. I, I kept saying to Christina the whole time we were watching it. I'm like, yeah, look at his steady hands while he's grabbing this fucking guy by his chest and <laughs> pounding on it like a fucking ape. You know what I mean? Like, calm down, dude. I don't know. Maybe he was written that way. Maybe he was directed that way. I'm not trying to shit on the actor or anything like that, but he was the biggest flaw of this movie, in my opinion. The character, yeah. Yeah, the character the of this. Character yeah, is, I yeah. just just not into it. Maybe he just overacted that way. I, I don't know. But at no point did I think this guy calmly works in retinopathy. You know right, what I mean? Like. Right. There's a downtrodden priest who's sort of a bad, sort of good guy. You know, the typical fallen from grace god hero you see in just about every fucking demonic movie. Right. <laughs> Done to death, pretty much. He's actually, surprisingly, the actor is actually one of the best things about this movie. Uh, and But he, at times, there's some unpassable acting in his parts. I don't even think they utilized him well. I don't think so either. This is, I think he's slumming on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually done some pretty big stuff too. Mm -hmm. So the creature or demon was kind of unique. So, you know, the art direction for it was okay. Pretty much just a weird creature that is human with paint all over their bodies. And they tied a bunch of branches to people's heads <laughs> and then put like, like little white led lights in the eye holes. Kind of cool. Kind of not. <laughs> I mean, it made me interested because I thought it was kind of schlocky at first. Yeah. When I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, this could be fun if they like rip people apart and shit. Right. None. No. 
uh, I don't know. It's tough for me on this one. I had a laugh with this one, but most people will think it barely breaks out of a sci-fi channel movie. Right. It feels like a TV show that got canned or a TV movie from them, too. So, you know, with breasts, pretty much, because there is a nudity scene in this movie because, you know, that one moment. But that shit was kind of laughable, too. We were that's where we kind of unleashed and started laughing because they're picking them off. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'd say this is an easy three, maybe a four. It did some things decent, but ultimately in its quest to be demonic and completely different, it failed. Right. Not one to be excited for, but maybe you might watch it if it's on stream. It's not one that I would personally rent if I were you. No. But what about you? Pretty much the same, but I thought it was worse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did have fun by the end. We did. By the end, we had fun. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea, but yeah, not a very good movie. No. What baffles my mind, like we already said, the actors were really good, but like just something was wrong. (laughs) Like the dad doctor guy was overacted. Yeah. But he's but it's like he's dude. He like pissed a me off actor. a lot. I don't yeah. know why. And I, I'm I'm not trying to be mean. I'm sure he's like a really nice guy. It's just that right. character just the character pissed me off. Wasn't believable. That uh, character was not believable. No, it was like, hey, how can we be different? Let's make a redneck a retinopathist. Right. I thought it was well paced. That's something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but in the trailer. By the way, just to be clear. I didn't say just because you're redneck (laughs) doesn't mean you're not smart. I'm just saying, like, stereotypically, he's just this redneck that you would never think, oh, he's a doctor that cuts open eyes. No, you'd think he'd pound concrete with a fucking hammer and be a demo guy. Right. Not what this guy. He was like, he's an action star, not a dad. Right. Uh, Or a retinopathist. I could see that. But in the trailer, it showed a bunch of Amish people. Yeah. And there wasn't it. There was like not any. Dude, I thought that was where this movie was going to go. Me too. And I was really excited about it because I was wanting it and I was expecting like this Amish element to it. Right. Like culty thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like like they summoned or, the Bati Bot. Yeah. To like come and attack a family or something <laughs> because they were using a computer. I don't oh, know. it was so much worse, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Um, and then one particular scene just ruined the whole movie for me, which we'll talk about later. What do you think about just, the daughter, like in her character? She reminded me she of... kind of annoyed me. She reminded me of uh, cocaine Lindsay Lohan. Right. Which I guess is normal Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Down on her luck, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. But did she look like her? She <laughs> a looked little like bit, her, yeah. like from uh, Mean Girls. Or she could play like a really that. good, like... Um, I think she was a good cast for the the sort of I'm possessed bad girl, but she was not for the I'm the pretty nice girl. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think no, that was her role. It wasn't. Like she it needed wasn't. to be able to play both. She needed to be a bitch. And they just instantly cut her into possession. So I guess it didn't matter, but right. whatever. Well, whatever. I didn't get a feel for her. They didn't explain they- it either, but they did have... One thing I will give this movie credit for is that they used a lot of actors or actresses who are... Uh, hearing impaired they have hearing impaired thank you that's true they did they did which i gotta give them credit for that and they were actual real actors for that Uh and that is not that's not done a lot right and so i have to give them credit for that exactly um also like throughout this whole thing and then uh they don't really explain the baddie bat that well and then when they do they're just like okay here's a 30 second explanation so you guys better get it Okay, movie's over. Right. Like, literally, that's how it was. And did you ever notice that they were always like, 
it was always the priest and he was like the music and the, they would like build up like the body bot right yeah that was it it's like zooming on the on the preacher's face right like it's kind of like it wants to be constantine um or um what was that movie the one where the guy's in a wheelchair and he's trying to save the kid by uh possessing him and going into his mind insidious no it was the guy who did i frankenstein and and who was also two-face in dark knight and thank you for smoking no two-face from the dark knight christina your your favorite fucking movie oh my god i was thinking of two-face from batman forever (laughs) (laughs) anyway i don't know what you're talking about i can't think of his name right off the top of my head i'm surprised you don't know it aaron eckhart oh okay that guy yeah it's like he's trying to be this cool like you know anyway go ahead sorry yeah anyway i gave it a three out of ten Oh, okay. So, so we we agree on something. We're we're agree we're in agreement. Yeah. So a three point five overall, probably three point two five, maybe at the most. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't know. It's just one of those movies. It it does like it does things right, which is what it's kind of sad about it is that it, it 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 like there would be spurts of moments that I was into the movie, and then other moments where I'm just like, oh my god, right. Like, and yeah, you're right. They didn't explain what the fucking batty bat was. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's it's like I don't need everything explained to me, but at least give me some some sort of idea right. so that my brain can be stimulated. Exactly. You know, like, I don't like, know. Like, why couldn't she she find or somebody find a paper that said, right, oh, or, a batty bat or like why didn't on they, the Internet or something? You right. know what I mean? Like they didn't really even explain where where it came from necessarily. They did show that thing in the very beginning of the movie, but mm. not really. Yeah. All we do. We didn't even know she went to the Philippines. Yeah. And how in the hell are you going to know this is folklore from the Philippines? Right. I don't like, know. Anyway, we're pretty much like edging to get into the spoiler section. So if you don't want this spoiled, this movie to be spoiled and you want to check it out for yourself. Honestly, I I don't. It's a very low rent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I give them credit for doing some things right and actually using uh, actual people who are hearing impaired, which I think is really awesome and underthought about. Uh, So somehow they made this story out to work it, even though it doesn't make sense in the movie whatsoever. Um, But yeah. So we're going to jump into our spoilers and trivia and everything like that. And Christina's got some stuff on that. So we'll go ahead. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right. So let's go over what a batty bat is. The batty bat is a vengeful demon found in Lacano folklore, which is in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, In Tagalong folklore, the creature is called a bangungot. Which Uh, means nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. the, The batty bat takes... The form of an ancient, grotesque, obese, tree-dwelling female spirit. Which doesn't even get shown in this movie. Not really. Well, not an obese woman, no. Oh, no, no, not that, no. But a tree-dweller, it does. Yeah. Um. So the batty bat migrates into holes found in the posts of, like, the wood that they used to build the house. And it gets particularly cranky when someone dares to sleep near it. The batty <laughs> bat will transform and sit on the chest of its victim until he suffocates or or are literally scared to death. I wonder if this has something to do with the cats, too. Like, you know, how cats would sit on someone's chest. Right. And then suck the soul suck out of them. Someone to suck your soul. Yeah, it would just well, it would basically sit on their face and then suffocate them while they're sleeping so they didn't even know. 
I don't know. That's weird. But that's what a baddie bat is. So they didn't really explain why why the baddie bat does what it does. Like, why does it do these things? Right. And the baddie bat lives in tree. Like, did she bring home well, a stick or something? Technically, like, from the movie, she was a, 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 the mom of the redneck retinopathist. <laughs> or no, the mom, the wife of the redneck retinopathist and mother of the daughter who gets possessed. She worked for a company that cuts down trees in the forest in the Philippines. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, she worked for. They talk oh, about okay. it for a little bit for a second because I didn't even remember. Right. She worked well, that's for that because company. they try to trick you into thinking that you know, like all this other stuff. Like there's, oh well, there's this deaf girl who's the daughter of a priest and she's evil suddenly for no reason because her mom died. Yeah. Her mom died, so she's trying to bring her mom back by using the bati bot. But really, the bati bot was using using her and her other friend who happens to not be deaf who is possessed by the bati bot why are they friends it doesn't say why they're friends in the movie whatsoever right they just happen to be friends and let's be honest it is a little i guess they're friends because of church is that what it is school they go to catholic school well they go to catholic school oh no they're in that but the one girl when the daughter of the priest goes to a different school Right, but but remember there was that one scene where they meet up at like a community center and they're signing to each other like they're they're in a signing group or something. Oh, uh, okay. So, she so was, that's how they know each other. Makes uh, no sense. Still makes no neat. sense. So Aaron Mack, the writer, mm-hmm. said uh, said he wanted a fresh take on a classic demonic possession tale. Uh, they wanted to layer it with elements of the occult family dy- dynamics and a police investigation yeah but this feels so borrowed it's not even itself no not at all and the, the elements that were different weren't in enough of, weren't enough of it to make it different right exactly i would rather watch the guardian which is about a tree spirit I don't know what that is. And it's violent as shit. It's got one of the more, like, fucked up violent scenes where a guy gets fucking just whapped by a tree branch and just <laughs> explodes. It's fucking awesome. Is it like a nuclear tree? Yeah, well, no, <laughs> but it, it's like it's like this woman, this tree grows out in the middle of the fucking middle of the woods and, like, it's a tree spirit or something. Oh, okay. And, but I would have rather watch, if you got a chance, watch The Guardian over this. And that's not even a great movie. I think that's like a six, but it's got the, one of the coolest death scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole movie was filmed in Ohio, uh, which is uh, where the director's from, where Chris Freeman's home state is. Gotcha. So. Yeah, that's but since it's sorry, man, movie, I'm I'm not trying I to shit on your this. movie. I felt I bad if you if you listen to this. I, I I appreciate people being creative. I just wasn't into it. Right, that's all. It was just a you know we I like the idea, but it just wasn't executed as well as I wanted it to be. Right. Yeah, well, it, there is some laughable stuff in it, but there is some good stuff in it too. That it was, it was like riding the line of the is it is it just above average. It's like almost average. But not quite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I feel like movies need to push the boundaries a little bit. And yeah, sometimes these movie ideas that are different are harder to get through to producers to see the vision. Mm-hmm. But you got to try. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you keep doing this formulaic, like, add water kind of thing, uh-huh. it's it's going to fuck it up. Right. It just doesn't. They want to play it safe. And I just feel like, man, God, what happened to cinema, man? We got to take, it's all about taking risks, man. You got to take risks. Well, it's money. Right. But if all people who've made money will tell you, you have to take risks. 
Like, you know what I mean? You can't always play it safe, you know? Right. So you got to roll them well, dice. it depends. I think it all depends you on can who's be, involved. You can be smart about your who's risk. Putting, who's putting in their money and, you know what I mean? It just all depends. If you have too many t- p- p- producers or whatever, too, talking. Right. You have too many people talking with their ideas, too. It it's tough. It's tough help. to get real original ideas pushed through. It really yeah, is. You're, yeah, I think you're right. What else did you have? Anything else? Well, that's it. Uh, it did say that it was inspired by a book called Supernatural Beyond by the Supernatural and Beyond. Sorry, the Supernatural and Beyond by Felix Fojas. Fojas, yeah, which is one of the characters' names, and I really wanted to know more about that. Like, what did what, you look it up? Yeah, I did, but there, there's nothing. Yeah, he's a he's a spiritual author. He's actually been published on many different magazines. Right. He's in some of the biggest spiritual author books that you can find, and I guess this is kind of like a nod to that book, I guess. Right. And maybe he believes in things, because I think he's Filipino. Right. Yeah, and I wanted to know more about, like, why it was based around, like, why did they use his name? Right, but there's not name, much trivia. There's, yeah, there's, there's so new. Yeah, it is. It's really new. There's not many interviews out there and whatnot. So, but it's still interesting. There was some cool stuff that they did show in it. Like in the very beginning, you see this woman get sucked into a black room, like an empty void room, with a creepy voice saying another language. Are you afraid? <laughs> but <laughs> That's it's like, creepy. yeah, it's like, and then they find her stuck in a tree with her eyes hollowed out and like some vines sink into the ground afterwards. Which and is, her hair's all fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I like. I thought that looked cool. It looked cool. Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> she called Felix Fojas before, who's a spiritual medium, who the father is a real hothead when he's trying to help her mm-hmm. <laughs> because apparently they the doctors all act like severe meatheads on roids you know because mm-hmm. that's always great sarah the daughter of the hothead meathead retinopathist <laughs> drunken retinopathist who goes to fucking biker bars that part's kind of real because like a lot of doctors like to ride harleys and shit yeah uh, but sarah goes to a mechanic and she's obviously under the influence of a demon and she's like kind of hitting on him this gross looking dude and she goes back that night and fucking rides him and then gouges out his eyes with her fucking fingers mm-hmm. or part of the roots or whatever that the the bate bot yeah the tree roots as her hands fohas he's you know he comes to kind of help out the dad and stuff and they have this back and forth of like you're a piece of shit no you're a piece of shit you know and i didn't like that i thought it was stupid it's 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 like read the room, dog. Yeah. Like you really don't need to be that aggressive, hyper aggressive towards somebody. Yeah, when your wife just died. Yeah, and like he's, he's not like going to take her away you? from you. Yeah, exactly. And it is, and he didn't even like take her away from you. Like they, like, they if they would have made it seem like like him and his wife were estranged for a little bit of time, and then that would have made more sense. Right. They or didn't. even if uh, like he if if the dad would have thought this. Felix like killed her like got her killed like that would have been better to me yeah I, I don't know there was like that scene where fucking Fohas meets him at the bar he's like you got five minutes you've got enough time for me to drink a beer <laughs> extreme <laughs> <laughs> That was stupid. And, and then, then he leaves, and then, right? And then Fohas gets fucking beat up by the fucking people because yeah. he thinks he's starting shit. Yeah. Like, what? Either that or it was because he was, he he's like a stranger in town. We got to beat him up. Like, that was stupid. And then he ends up in an alleyway. Like, really? 
Then there was another scene where Fohas is kind of like, he's, you know, of course, he's the guy that's used to be a priest and not a priest anymore because something bad happened. And because he he's, likes pussy. Well, they have this backstory with him where he's slapping his. He's whipping his back. Back with the like beads or whatever. Whips. It was a whip. I think it was beads. Oh, I thought it was whips. But he's like uh, self punishing himself. Hail Mary. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, he's doing Hail Marys or whatever the fuck it is to slap himself on the back to fucking you know pay his penance or whatever for whatever and it's like he's there's a scene where he goes out into the middle of the woods and finds a knife stuck into a tree and it's a picture of sarah and like this dude out of nowhere in a, went, in a really <laughs> shitty mask too by the way it was really he's shitty. like oh, oh boogeyman boogeyman and he's like running at him and it's like intentionally supposed to mean like there's a bigger sect of people, this like cult that actually follow the Batibat, but he's the only one. Yeah. And they don't really explain it. Right. And so the cop shows up and he's like, this is where I found it. I don't know where it is. I had to get chased off by him and fight him off. And and then somehow he has, oh, this priest also has visions, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. He sees bits of the future before it happens. And so like he uses that in his sherlock holmes priest thing mm-hmm. and it's like the pre and the cop of course it doesn't believe doesn't him. believe him because this whole everyone in here is so tropey yeah trope and the cop is like kind of held on to something where he does believe but he doesn't want anybody to think he's crazy so then once he fucking finds out that the the, the knife in the tree they find another one uh-huh and they're like, it's right there. And he's like, okay, I got to share something with you. I got to play you a 911 tape yeah, that but- I should have played you from the fucking beginning right. when I went to your office. So the, the cop plays the fucking 911 call from the mom who got sucked into the fucking void hole in the wall from the very beginning of the movie. And the voice is like, are you afraid or whatever? And it like sucked in, like, her in. Latin or something. Yeah, it's like another, it's an, well, it's probably Filipino. Oh, yeah. But, like, you can hear, like, the screeching and shit like that. And he's like, I ain't never heard nothing like that before. (laughs) I'm like, well, maybe a fucking horror movie was on in the background. We don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. But it's just stupid tropey there. Stupid tropey. Now, they find a treehouse where this big dude used to play witchcraft games. And the sheriff finds a skeleton with, like, a pentagram on his head. <laughs> and his eyes light up, which is kind of cool. It was cool. It's like, oh, no, the batty bat. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? And then, like, the sheriff pukes, like, black shit and is apparently cursed. So, Fohas says, you know. And then he, like, stumbles upon, like, some nude witches that chase after Fohas in masks. They're wearing, like, those... The, the tree bark masks. Yeah, they're, like, pet cemetery masks, like animals and yeah, shit. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> and this is, this is kind of funny, because, like... They're all these nude chicks, right? And they're probably only wearing these masks and agreed to do this because they could wear masks and hide their identity. And they're like running and the sheriff who's cursed is like picking them off one by one. (laughs) Just shooting them. Yeah. And like even the the deaf girl that he shoots. Yeah, he shoots the deaf girl. Well, she's partially deaf. Whatever. She's hearing impaired. Right. I'm sorry. But you don't just go shoot naked chicks. Well, he's a cop, so I guess. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, one of them had a knife, but they, I don't. Yeah, this little tiny five foot naked girl is running after you with a knife. Oh, I should shoot her. Yeah, but then if she would have killed one of them, then you would have been like, why don't you fucking shoot him? 
Right. He could have fucking t- taken her. I thought it was he great. He could have taken them all down at once. That was a highlight. Watching nude the chicks naked. get shot in the fucking head and fall down. <laughs> they didn't that. need to get shot. That was ridiculous. Oh, man. That was funny. Yeah. They, sh- they they shoot Christina. The last one they shoot is Christina, which is the, the, the preacher's daughter. Uh-huh. The preacher with the, the one eye. Oh, uh-huh. His daughter, whose wife had died. And she was trying to bring back to life. And you find out, oh, so Sarah really wasn't causing the Batty Bat to kill anybody. She was just using the Batty Bat. The Batty Bat was using her and Sarah to get powerful. Right. And so, like, they didn't even know about any of this other stuff. And at first, I remember, I was like, Fohas is like, why did you kill Sarah's mom? And she's like, no, dog, I didn't. (laughs) I only wanted to talk to my mom, bro. (laughs) Bro, there's a scene where they have like CGI roots and branches, and it grabs Sarah in the window. Mm-hmm. She's like screaming out the window. Oh yeah, that's right. That was yeah, that was. There was a, like, I'm sorry, CGI. but like they're trying to make her out to be this innocent girl that looks out her window at night, and she's like 17, looking, you know, trying to be. She's kind of like very sexual, right? You know what I mean? Like everything she wears, well, and they have her in a Catholic. Girls yeah, typical. Outfit, yeah, but but not like you say typical, but typical for a sexy Catholic girl outfit, right. not a standard. Like Catholic girls don't wear skirts that short. Like you think or it's going to turn into hentai, out. and like roots are going to start turning into penises <laughs> and shit. <laughs> That's when Awu Dali or Awu Dali, whatever the priest, the priest, oh, uh-huh. the black priest whatever, who's friends with Fohas comes and hangs out and everything like that. And he's like, I will not break into a, a house. house. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's so funny. It, it's so stupid. But anyway, this is where fucking Awadali takes fucking charge. And he's like, time to take these pigs out of your parlor when he goes over to the redneck dad's house. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know. That guy's temperament has been really bad. I don't think he would just <laughs> right. walk into his house like that all of a sudden and right. he would believe like, you know. Yeah. He was like not believing his daughter was getting possessed. And then all of a sudden he was just like a poor little boy waiting to listen. (laughs) And then they even go as far when they're getting ready to do the possess, like the exorcism. They do a fucking baptizing in the water. And then immediately after they're doing this baptism in their lake, he's like, now we got to gather water, but clean water from somewhere else. (laughs) That was funny. I would like not tainted water from the area that you just baptized him in. Is I that not good enough? Well, now that we know what the batty bat is, like after we've been explaining it, maybe it's it was because the batty bat has infected the water. Well, no shit, but why, why are you going to baptize but a they, dude in yeah, water that's yeah, not that's clean? Infected, yeah. You're like, well, it's because they're on a timeline, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And they then, can go get clean water, but they can't baptize him. Okay, it's the, they have things they need to get done. And then this is even more funny. So after they do the baptism for the father, who they like do it real quick out in the middle of fucking the lake, then they're like, "Well, you ready to do this?" And he's like, "I don't know. We need a woman in present for this." And I'm like, "Why?" So then right. they they go back to the Amish community where the fucking father is, who's the hothead guy. Had made friends with a girl, a woman who made him baked goods with her daughter, who she saved her life or something. His, her eyeball. Yeah, because they didn't know what 
medicine was in Amish country. I told you, it was weird. <laughs> like, they know what that shit is. It's not like a foreign country. Yeah. Like, you know, like out in the middle of the fucking tribe or something. picky about what they use, which everyone should be. But anyway. Anyway, so they, they get this woman who she doesn't even know what the fuck's going on and is just is part of the team. So so get this. They got the Amish woman that's coming to the fucking exorcism party. <laughs> a redneck retinopathist. <laughs> This guy with an accent is friends with Fohas, who's a priest, like a true and true priest, mm-hmm. and the non-believer priest who punishes himself by whipping himself with rosary beads every day mm-hmm. to fight the Bati Bot. And instantly, in the first fucking five seconds, the dad is like, I forget what happens. He gets taken down instantly, and they're like, get him out of the room. And I'm like, so you just baptize him for what? So that he could leave instantly? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the trope, right? When you right. do an exorcism, it's always like everybody wants to be a part of it and then they can't handle it because it's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the dad goes down, he pukes out all this black shit. And then the white Amish woman who's there, who doesn't, she's just trying to look tough or something. I don't know what she's doing. I would be like, guys, you didn't tell me that there was a demon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what <It's>, the fuck? <laughs> it's like. I hate to bring up Ghost Adventures, but that Halloween episode where they had to bring the rabbi in, yeah. <laughs> like, and the rabbi had no idea what was fucking. Oh, going this on. is probably not like good this. for your show, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. That's this Amish lady, but just the look on her face, trying to look tough to fight this demon, and then all of a sudden her eyes start bleeding like out of City of the Living Dead, and then they're like, "Get her out! Get her off the property quickly before she goes blind!" And it's like instantly the two characters that they spent five or ten minutes doing supposition or the 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 fucking b-roll for the fucking you know take it to the limit (laughs) walk along the razor's hand (laughs) anyway like they're building up this whole fucking thing and then and then they just dispose of them instantly Mm -hmm. and then it's down to fohas and the and the and awadal awadal why can't i get his fucking name right let me look it it's a hard name for alawali alawale he is the one that's left because Fohas gets sick because his faith isn't as strong. Mm-hmm. And Alawale's in there and, and is like, uh, the door slams behind him and he's like fighting the Batibat with his Christ words. And <laughs> next thing you know, like, I think the priest breaks in, Fohas breaks in for some reason. He gets in the room and she's got all these branches on her head and it's stupid. And then he peeks up behind the like branches in the background. He's like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Do you remember how it ended? Like, how did it end? Um, Oh, they were in the room, right? And it went away. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it was like the blood of Christ compels you. The, yeah. yeah, the body of Christ compels you. And then it's just like boom, done, and like it was out of her. Everybody was like safe. Everybody that was in the exorcism was safe, and mm. it was over. And it was like happy days. Yay. And he was like free retinopathies for everyone. After I get <laughs> shit face hammered at the local redneck bar. <laughs> <laughs> After I go to this clan rally, we're going to fucking do it oh, up. Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, why did they add that in there? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys. So, yeah, that's that movie. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to the end, I hope you enjoyed that because I did. That, the movie kind of had me going laughing at the end. There. Yeah, it was. It was. 
Once, it was an epic movie. It, it was, wasn't like the greatest epic movie, but we had fun. No, yeah, it's definitely we had fun. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 watchable. Mm-hmm. It's definitely watchable. I've seen way worse movies. Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's more of along the lines of like a three point five or a four mm-hmm. than anything. But I've seen so much worse. I we know the you acting. Always tell us. The Every acting week. is not that bad in this movie, but the dad, yes, I couldn't, I couldn't too, too intense, much. yeah. Have you guys seen this movie, though? I would love to hear from you. I know some people were chatting in one of our posts. <laughs> I think it yeah. was like Anthony and somebody uh, were talking about um, the movies that they picked up at the store. Yeah. And they had the Evil Takes Root in one hand and they got Fear Farm in the other one. Oh, shit. And they, they decided to get Fear Farm instead. <laughs> and like... So, yeah, I don't know. You Maybe you'll want to watch this, but I would wait till you're done. If you can get it on streaming, it's probably the best way to watch it. So uh, it'll probably be up on Tubi in like three months or something. Right. So, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, we we did. It wasn't too bad. I don't no, know. What, fun. Are we going to do some older movies again now? Or well, is, you, it, is you, it my turn? It's your turn. You said you were going to pick. Oh, Were uh, you gonna pick like Italian movies or something? Yeah, I'm thinking about doing Demania and uh, Enigma. What year are those from? 1987 is Enigma. That is a faulty film, and so is Demania, which is from 1990. So oh, it's a okay. 90s film, but well, it is close, also a Lucio yeah. Fulci film, and they're they're not the bigger, more popular Fulci films that you would normally see. But I think it'd be fun to watch, and I've been wanting to watch them for a while. We'll get to the Beyond the Door franchise later. Three movies is a little too much for me right now. Yeah, I can't handle that right Behind now. Behind the scenes, I've been studying this fucking Da Vinci Resolve like crazy, and the only way that you can really study. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that is to watch videos and then use it in your videos that you make. Mm-hmm. So you like learn as you go. So I've been trying to put up a lot of YouTube videos because I'm going to be doing a lot more there. And I've been doing a lot. You have been. I've been really busy, dude. We have been. Oh, we still got to get this Lovecraft country under control. We haven't even had a chance to watch everything that we really normally like to watch. Right. Like, and there's so much that we want to watch. Yeah. But. I hope you guys are down for Enigma and Demania for next week. Um, it is Lucio Fulci. If you're a fan of Italian cinema, that man is one of the better artists in that genre for horror back in the day. And uh, he has some uh, some gems that we haven't seen that I would like to talk about. And I haven't talked about Fulci in a long time. So be interesting to check these ones out. So I hope you guys will join us next week. But thanks again for coming by. And as always, long live the boys. Tune in every Monday from 